Hey everybody, welcome back to Megan's Old Office. My name is J.D. Gorlatt. I'm the senior pastor here at Dundee Presbyterian Church, and I'm joined once again by my good friend Keith Holmes, the newly minted director of mission and small group activities here at the church. How are you, my good man? I, I feel I feel minted, freshly pressed, <laughs> newly minted, N- newly minted. Oh, new, I'm so I'm so refreshing. Apparently, it's a new I'm and good. wonderful. Well, come on, nah. we didn't say that. You always go too far with us. No, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to get a compliment out of you, whether you give it to me or oh, not. Okay, All right. no, no, no. Wonderful, wonderful to wonderful to be in this new exciting time. I yeah, am, it's a new year, new new exciting. F- position. I, I mean, you know, this is this is new for us. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's very exciting also because you could be listening to this recording at any time. Right. Right. But we're recording in in 20 facing 2021. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come on, tw- anything's better than 2020. Right. You <laughs> so may far. be listening to this five years from now. <laughs> right. We're just remember that time, everybody out there when 2020, you just couldn't wait for it to get. We're excited about 2021. We hope it's really good. And uh, and uh, Keith has great reason because of the new things that God is doing here. Now, we've been talking about the Joseph narrative here uh, in Megan's old office from the book of Genesis. Well, we've been talking about the whole book of Genesis mm-hmm. and we're in the Joseph narrative. And Joseph, if you'll recall from the last couple of weeks, you know, he's the, the 11th son of Jacob, and uh, he was sold by his brothers into slavery in Egypt. He was imprisoned, and just last week, things uh, happened in his life where he interpreted Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's dream and became second only to Pharaoh. Only to Pharaoh. And that means he was the really essentially the, the most powerful person on earth, uh, you know, answerable only to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh had basically entrusted all his power yeah. to Joseph. <laughs> wonder what he was, he's probably out playing the back nine. Yeah, at, it was. Cairo, right? He's yeah. down there at Del Boca Vista yeah, playing the back yeah, nine, and, yeah. and it's like uh, Joseph, for all intents and all purposes, is the most powerful man on earth, and yep. it's a remarkable story because he goes from being a slave to a prisoner to, to, to this. Right. And now he's essentially Egyptian. He's been kind of uh, assimilated, let's say, into the Egyptian culture. And we were left to wonder about Joseph as to whether or not he's, he's retaining that uh, heritage and that faith that he, of his father. Of his father. We, you were talking about that and, yeah. and before and wondering whether or not, we kind of bandied that about a little bit, yeah. wondering where Joseph is at. You right. Know? Where is he? Because, I mean, it's been, we don't know how many years. The Bible doesn't say X number of years. It just said, and later, right. that, that this happened. So, so, yeah, lots of time has passed. Well, we know... By the time we get to the famine, at least seven years right, have passed, right? Right, right. And so, so as we look into the into you know the brothers and but our story today and everything like that, he said seven years of that. He's had at least two or three probably at at Potiphar's house. So this has been at least a decade plus all and, the time and he's in spent the prison, in jail in right, prison, yeah, exactly. And so here we are now, right? X and, number of years later. Has you know, there's certainly indications that he hasn't. I, I think if we look at some of the passages, he is praying to the one true God. He when he, when Pharaoh says, "What does it mean?" He said, "I won't tell you. God will tell you what this means." So, God's still there yeah. in his life. Is he actively doing what he knows he should be doing, or is he moved right. to uh, 
passing and in becoming Egyptian. Right. And, and if yeah. you've been listening, you know that Keith of the two of us is much more the Pollyanna than I am. I'm much more I believe I call I'm, myself an optimist. <laughs> I'm much more the realist. I'm a curmudgeon. And I I'm, call you a downer. I'm a downer. <laughs> I am, you know, because Keith has been like, yeah, no, that faith that still lives strong in strong faith. And in I'm him. kidding because I agree with you. I mean yeah, that, that of faith course. of his father's is still in there, but right. I'm just saying that it would be tough to hold on to. And, and I would, I would say, you know, my Pollyanna is only going so far when the no, when the realist hits, and it's like, I'm sorry, you look at our world today. I mean, you talk. We always ask you guys, are you in the story yet? Here's one of those. Are you in the story yet? You're surrounded by the lavish lifestyle of the most powerful man in the world. Are you truly able to hold on to your faith and know that this right. is a gift of God, or are you? And I'm sorry to say, like me, who would probably forget all about God right. and really pursue my own pursuits, my own desires, my own sin. And on top of that, Joseph has every power to become abusive, yeah, to become a despot, if you will, uh, like so many other dictators. He's right. essentially that. He's right. got ultimate power. Nobody's questioning him. Right. He has every reason to turn away from a moral uh, faith in a singular God, uh, the God of Jacob and, Abra- and Isaac and Abraham, who yeah. raised him and, and who were his influences. Uh, he's got every rationale, every reason. That was my argument before. Keith advocates, and I, and we're not in disagreement. I'm being, no. I'm being silly, but he, he, Keith has argued strongly that 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 Joseph held on to that faith, and I think you're right. I was going to ask the question to begin when we're we're in Genesis chapter 42 today, and I was going to ask the question of when did you find something when you were looking for something else, and in, and as I thought about that question before the show. I was thinking about all the times that I found home and where I enjoyed home when I was looking for something else. Right. When I was, you know, whether it was going to seminary or starting a new job somewhere, coming here to this job, mm-hmm. I found home here in Omaha. I'm at home. Yeah. But I was at home in other places, and home is such an important thing. And I think it's an underlying message of the jo- Joseph narrative. Is We asked that question at, at one point, is Joseph home right. when he's in Egypt? If he is at home, he certainly wasn't looking for it. He didn't go no. off to Egypt <laughs> saying, I'm going to go find I'm my gonna home. Go find home. I'm going to make my home in Egypt. And he was going to be a slave, and right? he was. And then he was a prisoner and yeah. not it, accused of a crime he didn't commit. Right. And yet he some, he finds home in all those places. I found home a few times, I don't know about you, when I wasn't even looking, when I was busy doing something else. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 mine's a little more mundane. I was, you know, I always think back to the time where I'm rifling my pockets looking for keys or a receipt to hand into Alice, you know, my... I call her the head of my finance department, you know, and so all of a sudden I, I pull out a bill. Could be a 20, could be a five, could be some change that I stuffed in the wrong pocket because I was in a hurry to get out of the store. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I was looking for this and I found this and uh, this is great. Right. But yeah. it says it's it, it says something about our own lives and that right. quite often yeah. God 
how many times does God bring us to something when we thought we were actually doing something mm. else? And, and that's so true. Where I if mean, somebody asked yes. us, yes, this is what I'm doing, and all of right. a sudden, you know, right. something else happens. I, I often laugh and say, if you'd have told the 25-year-old me that I would be a children's pastor and, well, now, of course, a, a small groups activities, missions activities director in a church in Omaha, Nebraska, he would have laughed right. at you because I was on my way to Broadway, on my way to right. L.A. I was going to be a star. Yeah. And and God went, oh really? Right. <laughs> Let me show you something. Let me show you something better. Right. You know. If but, you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. That, oh, I love that one. Yes, yeah. I yeah. love it. Well, speaking of plans, why did the brothers go down to Egypt? Let's find out. Shall yeah, we? right. Let's have that in our minds. And Keith is going to read uh, Genesis chapter forty-two, verses one through twenty-five. If you want to follow along. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you keep looking at one another? I have heard, he said, that there is grain in Egypt. Go down and buy grain for us there, that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he feared that harm might come to him. Thus the sons of Israel were among the other people who came to buy grain, for the famine had reached the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was governor over the land. It was he who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him and their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from, he said. They said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. Although Joseph had recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Joseph also remembered the dreams that he had dreamed about them. He said to them, you are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, no, my Lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. But he said to them, no, you have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, We are your servants. We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of a certain man in the land of Canaan. The youngest, however, is now with our father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is just as I have said to you. You are spies. Here is how you shall be tested. As Pharaoh lives, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Let one of you go and bring your brother, while the rest of you remain in prison, in order that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you or else, as Pharaoh lives, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in prison for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this, and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here where you are in prison. The rest of you shall go and carry grain for the famine of your household and bring your youngest brother to me. Thus your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they agreed to do so. They said to one another, Alas, we are paying the penalty for what we did to our brother. We saw his anguish when he pleaded with us, but we would not listen. That is why this anguish has come upon us. Then Reuben answered them, did I not tell you not to wrong the boy? But you would not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. 
They did not know that Joseph understood them since he spoke with them through an interpreter. He turned away from them and wept. When he returned and spoke to them, and he picked out Simeon and had him bound before their eyes, Joseph then gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to return every man's money to his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. This was done for them. So, why did the brothers go down to Egypt? It's an amazing story when we really take this apart. I mean, there's right? so much here. If you've been tuning in with us with, on Megan's old office, you know, here's Joseph, and he's there in Egypt because of the betrayal of, of these brothers. Of, and, and these are the ten brothers, Benjamin the youngest, who is, Joseph, who is Joseph's full brother. Right. These other ten are his half-brothers, right, right? Uh, who have betrayed him and set him into slavery. Now they are coming to Egypt, and the answer to your question is that they're looking for grain. Right. Because it's a famine. Why did they come? Why did the brothers go to Egypt? They went to, to Egypt to look for grain. They went to Egypt because their father, Joseph's father too, mm-hmm. Jacob, sent them, as you, as, as you read, yeah. go get grain. We're in desperation. Here's another. Why'd they go? Because of desperation. There you go. So let me ask you the opposite question then. Why didn't they yeah. go to Egypt? Well, this goes with our, you know, our uh, opening question. You know, right. when did you find something when you were looking for something else? I mean, they didn't sit there and say, wow, well, let's go to Egypt. We're desperate. We're looking so that we can find grain. I sure hope we find our brother that right. we sold into slavery. <laughs> Wanted I mean, to kill. Originally had planned to kill. Threw right. in a pit. And then, you know what? Let's make some money off of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I sure hope we find that guy that we sold to a bunch of gypsies going down to Egypt. I sure hope we, because I've been missing him. See? Yeah, look. And I really hope we can get together and, you know, do a family reunion, you know? Yeah, there we go. I mean, they weren't Roasting. saying that. No, they weren't. They and weren't yet, at all it's, interested. Uh, it's beyond doubt that God's doing right. this. God's not even mentioned in your reading. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I think at one point Joseph does say, I fear God, but yes. it's not like, well... God is I understand orchestrating God all right. this stuff, but right. he is, right? So, a- so putting me into the picture, how often does this happen to me when, and then in hindsight, I realize this was all the wonderful symphony of God, that God yeah. has put me into these places, put me in good places, put me in bad, and then when I look back, I go, oh my gosh, here I am today because of that, because God is good to me, because God loves me, because he is a merciful, wonderful, loving God. How long does it take you? I mean, that's just a great point that you bring up. I always want to get after that because yeah. you know, uh, how much do you do you recognize while it's happening? How well do you recognize while it's happening what God is doing from that? You know, test of testimony there. Right. It you're, you say most of the time I don't recognize it at Not all while it's happening all. until it's afterwards. Right, and I think you're right. I mean, I think that's mostly how it is. Certainly with me and many other people. From this story, though, certainly the ten brothers, they're not sitting there saying, oh, wow, look at what God's doing right now. <laughs> I've been accused of stealing, and what? I've been thrown in prison. What? God, you're so awesome. I know. It's fun doing the sarcasm of this story. Oh, yeah. It? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it, but so they don't see it. They're just like what this bizarre situation where they're desperately going to Egypt where they've not been to beg for grain or buy grain. Right. And then they get into this situation where they are talking to Joseph and they don't recognize that it's Joseph. 
they have no idea that God's doing this big thing. And you're going to have to tune in to subsequent episodes to get to the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, to build on your... I, I'm interested to hear your reaction of whether... How much do you think Joseph recognizes that God is doing something? When he sees his brother standing there, is he sitting there saying, oh, well, this is cool. God's doing something here. What do you You think? know, he mentions he mentions, or the Bible mentions, that he remembered his dreams. Yes. And so... Back that from must five, five chapters five ago. Five chapters how many ago. Years yeah. you go that you, you made the point. That I think this we is uh, like we're years like, and we don't even know. Yeah, right? how many years, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but man, you think about it, and it's like this is it. There are my eleven brothers or ten brothers right. bowing down to me, and they were, and they were. Right. There they were, stars in the sky, sheaves of wheat bowing down, and and he again going back, he tells Pharaoh. It is God who will interpret your dreams. Right. So this has got to start clicking for him that this is, I mean, he, you know, the Bible says he wept when yes. he heard them talking. He, he, you know, he's starting, I think this is the beginning of a realization, a time of realization that God is orchestrating this because it culminates later and you're going to have to turn in, tune in another time to yeah. hear what he says at the end of all this, but it, it culminates in that moment right. a, 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 a reconciliation. clarity and, and reconciliation. Right. Right. Spoiler alert, and that that's coming. Yeah. It's an interesting question uh, as far as degree, and here yeah. we're always uh, about getting people into the into the story. Right, and so I'm not just asking yes or no, black and white, whether or not Joseph recognizes that God is doing something. Right. I think you're exactly right that that he remembers his dreams, he sees them bowing down. He's, Joseph is starting to recognize, wait, God's doing something. My brothers are here. Yep. There's a famine in the land. They have sold me into slavery. Maybe he's putting it together, but it's not a yes or no black and white. It's a question right. of degree. Right. On a scale of one to ten. Ah, there we go. How does Joseph recognize, how much does rec- Joseph recognize? This has got to be is... getting into the three and four for me. Right. Right? You I know, mean, obviously seriously the brothers started... are, the brothers are well, a zero. zero. Right, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you're, you'd rate him on, uh, Joseph on a three or four as right, far as. Right, he's starting to get there, right? <laughs> right. These guys haven't left home base yet. They are just sitting there waiting for the right pitch, I guess. Right. Uh, you know, they're they're just stuck in neutral. And so here they are. You know, they're. I'm sure they're thinking with their stomachs. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're Complete not, appetite. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're they're like, I need grain. We're we're gonna die if we don't get it. Right. Uh, oh, this guy is in our way. Let's right. just be real nice to him. Get our grain and get out of here. And then all of a sudden, this guy starts telling them they're spies. They're freaking out. They right. They're not thinking prison. about God. There's no. They, they throw Simeon. He throws yeah. Simeon in prison. Right. And and so there's no way they're sitting there saying, Hey, wow, look at the great thing that God is doing. Exactly. And here I am in the story, you yep. know, where it's like these things are happening in my life and and I don't like them. They yep. don't make me feel comfortable. There's a famine in my land or in my world in some right. different metaphorical sense. Exactly. I'm suffering. I'm struggling to solve problems and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sitting here saying, holy cow, in this moment of struggle and in this moment of, of, of difficulty for me, wow, God's doing this great thing. Yet Joseph is over here it, coming at it from a completely different perspective, I think you're right that he's beginning to see or seeing maybe all the way to a 10 on that scale. I, right. I think you're right, though. I don't think he's all he's the way there. He's just inkling. He's starting to put the pieces together. And I think, you, you know, we asked we asked last week, and we've been talking about it a little bit this week, Does you know, is he still, 
you know, have that deep faith of his father's. Right. And I think this is, if, if he had lost it, certainly this is the road back. I think this is the beginning of the of the journey back to it, but I don't think he. I mean, he mentions he fears God, so I don't think it's ever been completely gone from his life. No, I I, think, I agree, you know, but it's very interesting to speculate because it's in the speculation that we really begin when we speculate about individuals from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I've just been doing a study on Peter recently, and of course, I always say, "Hey, man, when you're speculating about what Peter's going through, you're really speculating about yourself, about your own relationship with Jesus Christ." Right. And here we're speculating about Joseph, and so we're speculating about all of you, all of us, and how we relate to God, and how quickly we recognize and embrace that God is acting in our lives and doing something. You know, I think Joseph, the brothers don't get it all, The jo- Joseph gets it a little bit, and that's okay. We don't have to know and understand everything that God is doing in right. order to be to come together with God. Yep. And so many people wait around or have the mentality of, I'm going to wait around until I got everything figured out, and then right. I'm going to go forward with God. And that's yep. just like, that doesn't work at all. Never has, never, never will. Never, never has, never will. What do you think? Now, this story, it, it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Joseph's feelings. Yeah. This so he, he hasn't seen his brothers in, let's say, 25 years. Sure. Let's Pick go a 25. number. Yeah, there you go. Wait, 25 like a is a good Nice one. round number, 25 years. And the last time he saw them, they were he, throwing him in a well, beating him up, and I, selling yeah, him into I could see his. I could see his arms, his hands bound, r- tied, to the, tied to a camel. And that's, you know, he's looking over his shoulder at his oh, brothers yeah. counting money and laughing wow. as he walks away. Right. What was it, yep. like 20 pieces of silver or right. something like that? And, yep. and I can't remember, you, you know, it's very similar to, to Judas betraying Jesus. What do you, how can we even answer the question of how Joseph is feeling at this point? Anger, obviously. Right. Uh, vengeance. A sense of, I, I don't know, you know, he recognizes his dream. And, and at first... Yeah. Before that, you know, he, when he's still stuck in zero or one that God is working in his life, that smug self-satisfaction yeah. that he really is um, being bowed down to, yeah. just like God said. Right. You know, you can, every younger brother in the world <laughs> knows this feeling. Every younger sibling, I should say. Right. I don't want to count out the young ladies out there. Uh, and, and, but let's face it, guys, when we're right and the big brother is wrong, the big sister's wrong, right. oh, how we love it. It's coming around, it's, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's coming what around. Goes around. What's going, it, it is really the definition of what went around is coming back it, around. Eggs. And they it, even say it. They recognize that this has come around now. Right. They, and, and so, right, Reuben starts talking about that. Yep. Reuben is the is the oldest brother yep. and and uh, the firstborn, and he's he's uh, saying this, and he was the one who advocated in the story before to not harm Joseph. Right. He he right. he was really about because he um, was going to go and rescue him right. and bring him home. Reuben really had uh, the intention of not killing him nor selling him. He was going to bring him home to his father right. eventually and restore the family. Right. And so now he's the one who expresses that remorse most. But we're talking uh, you know getting back to Joseph. I love the word smug that you use there that he, he certainly Joseph has the the temptation of being smug. Yes. Uh and being powerful. He has the temptation as we referenced before in, in complete freedom to kill them. He can kill them, and no one's going to question. No he can just say blink. they're spies off with their heads. Yep. No one's going to... Yeah. He is the law at that point. Exactly right. And like he has, you said, a despot, a, a, a yeah, dictator. He, he has it. that freedom, and so do we in so many of our own rest, uh, relationships where it's like, okay, this person is 
hurt me. We don't have the freedom to off with their heads, but we do have the freedom to destroy that relationship. Yeah. Cut them out of our lives. Cut them out of our lives. Sometimes that's good when a person is just destined and, and determined to be toxic, but right. still in all, we're supposed to be forgivers. Right. We're supposed to be peacemakers, right. but it hurts. Well, you, and, and, okay, so here it's not a toxic relationship. That Those brothers aren't trying to do anything because they even begin to say... Yeah. You know, this is because we did this to our brother. And and they even admit we're we're 10 brothers, we're 11, well, what did they say? We're 12 brothers of the same man. One is at home, the other is lost to us. That's Joseph. And that He's was just the gone. man they're talking to. He, right, yeah. Exactly. Right. And so here they are and they're like they're recognizing this and they're re- and, and they're realizing. So maybe I I'll, I'll even give them a 1. Right. On that do they know what God's doing scale because he they start recognizing God is doing there's this is all our fault what is going on so they're they're beginning they're just coming off a neutral in this story to to recognize something is stirring I think you're really I think you're right that it's beginning it's yeah. like a flower starting to maybe come up maybe it's a half point 0.5 well i don't you know i don't know but i find it to be interesting to build on your comment that the only reason they have that realization is because they're facing hardship. Right, exactly. If they hadn't found, faced hardship at all, they wouldn't have even been in Egypt. Exactly. If they hadn't, if if Joseph had not spoken harshly to them and made this accusation to right. the, uh, yes. of them being spicy, he's in complete control. He recognizes. He knows who they are the minute they walk in. Yep. And he's able to conceal himself. He looks Egyptian. He speaks Egyptian. He is Pharaoh of the land, essentially. Yep. They are per, they are perceiving him as Pharaoh, not as Joseph. They don't look at him and say, "Hey, man, that's Joseph." You Holy look, cow. you look. I got I, that face. I recognize. No, right. none of that. Yeah, he has complete and total control, and and he uses that control not to destroy them, but he does have them arrested for all of them for yes. three days, yeah. and then he detains Simeon, right. who's the second oldest brother. And I think that he detained Simeon because my the Bible doesn't say it, but my assumption is that Simeon was the leader of he having had him. He been the ringleader. He was the yeah. ringleader, because yeah. Reuben was the firstborn and wasn't the ringleader. No. Simeon had to be the one who was saying, let's kill this let's kid. Get I've this had it, you know? yeah. And so he, he, he has Simeon bound before them and all that kind of stuff. All of this hardship and suffering is what causes them to do what you're saying and start to have the light come on about their their past sin. It's conceivable that they did this and they never gave it a thought or had a bit of remorse for 25 years, but now they are only because they're facing hardship. That says a lot to me about our own repentance, right? about what God has to do in our lives in order for us to get honest about ourselves. I love the expression, are you sorry because you did it, or are you <laughs> sorry because you got caught? Right. These are this, and you know what? Even if you're sorry because you got caught, it's the beginning. Now you have to take the next step and realize, you know what? No, I'm sorry because I did it. I realize now that it was what what I did was wrong. Right. I think, you know, you mentioned that they never, th- I, I don't know, that they never thought about it. They never really, I wonder how much Reuben... And again, we're all spec. We're just speculating. Sure, here, but that's what we're invited yeah, to do. Exactly. How much Reuben really might have been remorseful? Because you know, he said, "What right. have you done right. to the brothers when they sold him way into back slavery? then? Way in the back, at, right. back then." So he had a guilty conscience for all those years, perhaps twenty-five years. Everyone, I'm sure he got on with life and everything. Right. But you know, I I don't know about you guys, but I feel guilt about some of the things I did when I was younger, in the middle of the night, or when I right. something something sparks that memory, and yeah. I just. 
the guilt and remorse flood over me. And now they didn't have, you know, Facebook to connect with all their old friends that you, you know, you could actually send a private message and say, Hey, I'm sorry, Joseph, I didn't really mean to do this to you right. or, you know, anything like that, where I might be able to do that, which I actually have done. But, but yeah, you get to that point where you're like, how much was he just killing him, kicking himself Ruben. through the years? Ruben. Yeah, yeah. Ruben through the years. Cause he, he let and, it happen. And with no ability to set himself free of that. Right. Only the ability to beat himself up about it. Exactly. All those years. It's interesting to ask. And then, you know, okay, so let's let's kind of reset here. So Joseph puts them in prison for three days mm-hmm. and then detains them, sends them home with grain and with the money that they bought. He doesn't take their money. He puts, without That's telling right. them, he sends them back to Jacob with the money that they brought to buy, to the, buy grain. the grain. And they didn't know that. They didn't right. find it out until they were miles down the road. This is how the story story goes. But it's this it's this thing that Joseph does here that he pushes power to his power to the limit, his control of the circumstance to the edge, right? Uh, by imprisoning them. And we know immediately what he's doing. He's throwing them into the pit, just like they did to him. Right. Now, this is dangerous for him to do. It's, it, 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 it risks the abuse of power. It really does. And yet, we know what he's doing. He's really forcing them to feel what he felt in that pit 25 years. And we're saying 25 years. Right. We don't, we don't know. know. We're, it, that's a good round number. He's forcing them to face those Ooh. feelings, to feel what he felt the, the at the bottom of that pit. Helplessness. Right. You are at the mercy of now one man instead of 11. Right. You know, completely out of control of the situation. Right. And so he's forcing them. So he's forcing them to feel that. And in the long term, they're going to have an understanding of who Joseph is. You can't love someone it's impossible to really love someone unless you understand them. And so if there's going to be love, if there's going to be reconciliation, I would argue that they have to be thrown into prison and they have to be thrown in there under the, under the assumption with the idea that they're not going to get out there because that's what Joseph felt. And not just in the, at the bottom of the pit, for a few hours on that day, but when he was in Egypt for all those years in slavery, right. and when he was in prison for all those years in, 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 in Egypt, if, if they are ultimately going to love Joseph, which is what is the, the hope of God, right. they need to experience that. And so if I'm going to love my brother, if I'm going to love you, if I'm going to love Jonathan, if I'm going to love people in my congregation, people in my life, Okay, I can love a lot, but I'm going to. The only way I can really love is if I fully understand and fully appreciate how you've suffered, what your story is, where you've gone. And I do that by hearing your story, but by empathizing, not just listening and sympathizing, but by empathizing, meaning feeling what you, daring to feel what you feel and daring to feel, you know, what you are, you know. And that's a lot of what's going on here. You know, so. Oh, absolutely. I think I think you know the brothers. The brothers are feeling helplessness. They're feeling the fact that God 
is is completely I don't know maybe not God is completely turned on them I don't know that they feel that but but certainly they I wouldn't fault them for it right they don't right? know that they're going to get out in three right. days no they don't they, they have no idea you know. they they could very well spend the rest of their life down in that hole right you know right so you know I want to close with one question uh, here uh, as we get to it we're getting to the end here mm-hmm. and what do you think do you think that Joseph loves his brother all his brothers do you think he loves his brothers Oh man, you know I don't know. As I, this as this scene opens, probably yeah. not. But then he hears them talking. Yeah, and and the Bible says that he understands them. They, they don't realize right. it. Yeah, I mean, common common. You know, I watch enough movies to know that's a common trick, right? You speak through an interpreter, and then you surprise them by actually right. speaking their language. Um, but so at the beginning of this, I don't know. I don't know that he does. I I, I don't know that he, you know. Uh, what the plan is, other I, than to other than to mess with them, maybe right? You know? Exactly. And, I don't yeah. think he's got it all figured out how no, this is going to go, no. but uh, but certainly gonna... by the end of it, when he said when the Bible says that he is weeping mm. and he has to excuse, you know, has to leave and later come back, on, yeah, as he come, it, I think it's then that he starts to realize I do love my brothers. I think it's there's a duality here. I think he I think he loves his brothers. Yeah. Yes, I think he also doesn't love his brothers. I think he's so hurt by them that. Boy, are you in the story yet, right. folks? I Every, mean, I mean how many people the, yeah. do you have in your life where it's like, I love this person, X, in my life? It's usually somebody close to you in your family. But I don't like what they are doing. I don't like what they've done to me. I've right. been hurt by them. Yep. I'm hurt by how they live their lives yep. or how they affect other people that I love. Who isn't in that story? Oh, my gosh. And so it's like, do you love them? Yes. Do you also, are you also hurt, angry, frustrated, tired, Deep in the story, hip deep, shoulders deep in the story That's in my Joseph, life, and, and and I mean this is this just talks to me at at so many levels. It's and, just not either or. There's so much in the Bible where it's like right. where we we live our lives as a black and white, on or off. It's like do yep. you love them or not? It's right. not that easy. No, the answer is yes and no. Correct. The yeah, yes, I... the answer is a is a scale. Where is he on the understanding scale? Mm, he's about on a three or a four. Where is he on that? Uh, how much? He's not a ten on love. No. Maybe he's somewhere in there three or four. Right. Uh, because he's so hurt, he it, it, it's impossible at this it, point. Everybody knows when you get hurt like something like. I mean, that's a personal betrayal. Yep. And there's no there's no bouncing back from that easily. Not at all. Ever. Well, this has been uh, chapter 42 from Genesis. This has what been... a, I just want to say, what a cliffhanger we've left. Yeah, I know. On. That's how it works with this uh, narrative. It's great, great stuff. It, it, that is a, that's yeah. a good point. This has been uh, Megan's Old Office, as usual. We are so thankful to have you with us. Tune in uh, next week as we continue. Uh, we leave you with this cliffhanger. <laughs> right? Uh, and we will continue the story. We hope to uh, have you with us then. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Megan's Old Office. Brought to you by Dundee Presbyterian Church. Please like, subscribe, and share so you and your friends can keep up with us every time we post. You can learn more about us and our church at dpcomaha.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash dpcomaha or on Instagram at Megan's Old Office. You can contact us through email at megansoldoffice at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We truly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.